Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Welcome back to Mission Driven with AC Cristales. I'm joined once again by my friend Jose Monte Baron. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. How's uh? Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, for the most part, family, but healthy, and you know, tons of tons of food, man. So <laughs> I hear you, bro. I hear you. I'm just getting back from the gym, bro. Gotta gotta run those tamales <laughs> off, man. Exactly, bro. <laughs> All right, brother. So we're going to cover, you know, uh, the last two episodes of Cobra Kai season two, man. It's kind of a an emergency podcast, right? I know I texted you last week. We got to get them done because now now we know that Cobra Kai season three comes out January 1st. So how'd you feel when you, when you heard that news, man? You know what? Uh, before I spoke to you about, you know, what you and uh, AJ had mentioned or had said. Yeah. I didn't really think too much of it, but once you mentioned that possibility, I started to dig a little, started to research, and I was like, "Okay, I see. This is gonna, this is gonna be a possibility." And then, of course, I was like, I got super hyped because you know we've been waiting for season three. God, it was supposed what scheduled to release in what April, April of this year, yeah, April twenty twenty, April twenty twenty, and you know it's like eight months. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I just got excited, but yeah, I wouldn't have never thought of it until you and AJ uh, mentioned it, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, that's, that was a rumor that was going on, you know, around Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, just didn't really, me neither. I didn't really pay attention to it until, you know, I was with my nephew and he mentioned it. So it's not a rumor anymore, man. It's coming true. So, uh, it's coming true. uh, January 1st, man, it's going to be a good, good way to start 2021. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into Pulpo, man. Pulpo's episode nine. Like I mentioned on the last podcast, these last three episodes for me were probably my favorite of the season. And, um, uh, they're just feel good episodes. And I think we'll talk about that as we break down Pulpo and No Mercy. So let me read the synopsis for Pulpo. It goes, Johnny cautiously takes a stab at love while Daniel and Amanda enjoy a romantic date night. An attempt to bring the students of the two dojos together backfires as hostilities between the teens escalate. All right, brother, start us off. What's one of your favorite scenes from this episode? Uh, To start off, I'm going to have to go with um, Robbie and Sam, like when they arrive at the LaRusso house and um, they have made a decision to tell their parents about their relationship. And um, as they walk into their living room, you see the camera go to Robbie and he's like in shock and it, he just says mom. So his mom makes a, a reappearance in, in this season or in this episode and she's crying. She's apologizing to Robbie. He's kind of not buying it, man. He's just like, you know, uh, uh, what did she say? She said Cabo was a mistake. And he's like, yeah, I could have told you that. Um, she knows she's, she hasn't been there for him. She wants to make things right. But she, but she knows she has to go away. And then Robbie kind of just like, oh, where are you going this time? You know, Vegas, Cabo. Um, and she says rehab, which, you know, kind of a little shocked, and you know, by that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and here's something that the writers revealed that we didn't, or at least I didn't catch, is that I guess she was struggling with drinking and pills, you yeah. know. And they mentioned that. And she says she needs to change, you know, for him, which, you know, hey, that's, that's you know, that's a good first step. Uh, Robbie's kind of shocked by this, by this, by this decision. 
she tells him that, you know, she's welcome to stay with the LaRussos and even with her, his father until she completes her program. Mm -hmm. But Robbie automatically just like, no, he doesn't want to stay with Johnny. And I like this quote, which she says right here. She's like, I know the two of you don't have the best relationship, but that's my fault. I don't want my own issues with your dad to poison you against him. Yeah. So, and he does care about you and he wants you in his life. So one of the reasons I chose this scene is, you know, I mean, for the mere possibility of, or for just the experience of an addict, admission is the first step okay. I, I've heard, you know, so, yeah. so admitting you have a problem is the first step to the road to recovery. And, uh, and this is the first time also that uh, Robbie has, I guess, learned that Johnny has been trying to, you know, get back into his life. Yeah, and she mentioned so, that. She mentioned that. Remember at, at the beginning of season two when she was gonna leave, that uh, even mm -hmm. your dad said you could stay with him, and and you know how he his face kind of lit up when when he said that, or I don't know, it was right. one of the either season one or season two. But um, yeah, I do like the fact that you pointed out that she said, "Hey, it's partly my fault. The reason why mm -hmm. you know Johnny's not in your life." So there's a lot more backstory to that. Maybe Johnny has made attempts. Again, we know he's not the best father, but this whole story, right, of Cobra Kai is him, you know, trying to redeem himself as a not only as a man, but also as a father. So which is why he took Miguel under his wing. But yeah, uh, like that scene as well, man, because, again, you know, she's she's taking that initial step. So I like that you mentioned that I want to go and just talk about the beginning. I love how it started. You know, the girls get oh, yeah. the girls get that screen time. I love that, you know, Tori mm -hmm. and Sam get the screen time. You know, they kind of get front center. And uh, love the little the song. You know, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna jam it while I'm at the gym, but uh, <laughs> that's my girl. But it just shows, you know, that's the it just shows, you know, Tori, Sam training, you know, Tori <laughs> with Miguel, Sam with Robbie. So we see that that love quadrangle, you know. So it's not a triangle; <laughs> it's a quadrangle, right? And so, uh, right, that was pretty cool. I just wanted to point that out because to me, just anytime when I see, you know. Uh, a scene at the beach or whatever, you know, that's how it started. That's where Sam was training at right at the beach. And that was pretty cool. And I also like the, you know, the flashback to what Tori said, you know, and we mentioned right. that, right? You mentioned that actually as a, as a pretty cool, you know, line dialogue from Tori about, you know, the world's not going to hand it to you. So some people have to fight for it. So you see, you know, Tori, you know, training and fighting for it, man. So pretty cool opening. I like that. So take yeah, us, that was good. You got anything with that you want to, well, Ed, one of the things I noticed about that scene, I mean, I did jot it down, but I didn't have too much info on it. Yeah. Um, just kind of like, uh, it's all about the girls. It's kind of, you gave, you got that sense like it was just all about the girls at the beginning. like, And like, they're going to have to settle it, basically. It's like they're training, they're intensifying their training, and at some point they're going to have to settle it. So it's kind of like almost in a way, maybe maybe the new Johnny Daniel at, at that point in time, you okay. know, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So that's that, that's what I jotted down from that scene. But yeah, that's also a very good scene. Yeah, yeah nice, nice little opening for for this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the next one I, I jotted down was just Car Johnny and Carmen uh, at the Mexican restaurant. What was it Dos Corazon or Don Corazon? Oh, is it Don, Don Corazon? I didn't even get the name. <laughs> yeah, I think cool. that's what it was. Okay. And they're talking about how Miguel's training is going, you know, and uh, Johnny says it's great. He's on the right path. You should be proud. And uh, Carmen says, I am. He's a good boy. Johnny corrects her. He's a good man. So I just like that as a father figure, man. Johnny stepping up and, you know, t trying to be there for Miguel again, encouraging him. Yeah. You know, he's growing up, man. Mm -hmm. You know, at some point, 
boy becomes a man type scenario. So. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I like that. And then of course it ties into what's coming next when Daniel and Amanda arrive. Yeah, so the way this, this episode was formatted, it was basically two locations, two settings. It was a high school party, right? Yeah. A party at Moon's house. And it was the scenes at the restaurant. I mean, that's pretty much it. So um, ha- let's see, how can we do this? You want to just, you know, cut back and forth? Or do you just want to focus on one? How do you want to do it? Because that, as I was looking at it, I'm like, that's basically it. That's the two settings. It's going to cut from the restaurant scenes yeah. to the party scenes. So you just want to cut back and forth. We can just cut back and forth. That's fine. Yeah. So let's do yeah, that. That way it stays in order. Yeah, it stays in order. Let's go ahead and do that. So before that, though, before they get to the restaurant, I like the I like Carmen's mom, you know, Miguel's grandma. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot, hot for teacher and stuff, because Carmen, look, Car- Carmen looked pretty hot, man. You know what I'm saying? That red oh, yeah, dress. Very you know? attractive. Yeah, she looked, she looked pretty <laughs> hot, man. And so uh, and she even says, right, hot, hot for teacher. Right. And then uh, when right. Johnny picks her up. Lady said no he la- checks her out. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, the grandma says, no, la dejes pregnada. <laughs> and Johnny's like, thank you. Johnny doesn't, you know. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Exactly. No, means don't leave her pregnant. So, um, yeah, exactly. and also before that, man, you know, so Sam is going to go to the party. She decides to go to the party. And as she's going into her closet, she sees the octopus. So again, that's just another detail of her still thinking about Miguel, right? Yeah. She's with Robbie, but there's something about that you know, relationship, that bond, that connection she had with Miguel. So she takes out Senor Octopus and, you know, I like that, man. Because again, dude, I'm a, yeah. I'm a softy, man. I, I like Miguel and I love Sam. So I, I had to point that out. But yeah, you're right, man. They're at this restaurant and then Daniel shows up. So that's that's pretty interesting, right? But did you notice the? it was Carmen, right? Carmen was the one that was given kind of the nod of approval. Johnny was looking at her, you know, he really didn't want to sit with Daniel and Amanda, but uh, right. Carmen kind of just gave him that look and, hey, you know, he had to go through with it. So then, though, it jumps into the high school party, right? So they're showing up at the high school party. We see Cobra Kai versus Miyagi-Do. As soon as they walk in, man, you see that stare right. down. As soon as they walk into the door, they see that stare down. And uh, we even have Nate and Bert staring at each other. So staring at each other. <laughs> Nate and Bert to the casual Cobra Kai viewer, Nate and Bert are the two little scrawny nerdy kids you know nate is part of uh miyagi doe and bert my boy bert is part of cobra kai <laughs> so uh, we see that stare down and that's the thing that i noticed like man it's just already preparing for this for this throwdown mm-hmm. what, what did you get from that from the opening scene at, yeah. the, at the party yeah it's just it's just building and building even more you know their uh, johnny and daniel's rivalry has just completely spilled over to their students man and it's getting to the point where they just can't even stand each other being in the same room, you yeah. know? So yeah, it's just, it gives you, you know, at first when I was watching it, I kind of wasn't really thinking too much of it, but now that I'm, you know, rewatching it, it's like, okay, something has to happen because it's just building, yeah. you know, the tension is growing and <laughs> growing. So without giving too much, man, I'll just, I'll just leave it like that. Yeah. But it kind of, yeah. it kind of takes you back when you think about it, man, of how, um, how high school was or me even high school is probably right now right with it's very mm-hmm. clickish right so it's all oh, about yeah. the clicks that you have you know what what group of people you run with you know and that's basically what it is man and except the thing for for this is that they have like you said they have a hatred towards each other you know right 
So where did it stem from? Like, yeah. And where did it really stem from? Like, I guess I can understand Hawk's beef with Dimitri to a certain extent. Uh, but the other kids, why are they pissed at each other? Just because they're exactly. part of They're just I mean, following the lead. Unless they really took the, the all Valley, uh, not the all Valley, the Valley Fest thing seriously, but that wasn't, you know, cover at, at that point, Miyagi-Do didn't have any students. So it's not like you're going to be pissed at, Cobra Kai because you weren't even a part of Miyagi-Do at that time. So yeah. again, you know, what are they really beefing about except that they're just part of different dojos. So after exactly. that, man, uh, take us to back to the, to the restaurant scene, man. I just want to point this out. Uh, Daniel being a jerk, man, you know, cause he's laughing at the, at the course banquet. So take us through the, through that little scene. Yeah. Just to touch a little bit real quick on what you just said. Yeah. I had that written down as well. I mean, Daniel's just not handling the situation at all. And he's just, you know, being a jerk. Yeah. But, uh, um, and then of course he, one of just one last thing is, you know, how he looks at Johnny when the waitress asks Daniel, you know, is it going to be a problem? And why does he, he looks over at Johnny. I don't know. Is it going to be, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, and then he's just being a jerk. Daniel is, but you know, Johnny's like, you know, he just says it's going to be, it'll be okay. He's, and I just wrote that he's, he's right. He's being the bigger man. Johnny is, is right. He's being the bigger man, but yeah, sorry. I got sidetracked. No, that's that. good. No, talk about that because that's, that's, there's a lot of stuff within that, man. You know, I just wanted to, you know, point out the Daniel left at the course banquet, um, mm-hmm. because he's ordering Don Julio and Don Julio, expensive tequila, man, that's, you that's know, an so expensive drink. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not Azteca 999 tequila. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a course banquet. Like we said, it probably costs like 399, you know? So, uh, but they're just, yeah, they're talking. You can see the tension building between them as well. Right. It's not the quantity, yeah. it's the quality bigger is better. And so what else did you get from their exchange? From that little exchange, you know, of course, yeah, they start talking, going back and forth, countering each other. And Daniel, you know, again, says it was just me at the All Valley. Um, but then uh, Carmen steps in here, man, and is, she says, you're Sam's parents. I'm Miguel's mom. That's pretty stand up, man. Yeah. You know what? And even though, like, she's like, I'm sorry they broke up, you know, but she's still, you know, being respectable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I like that about Carmen right there, man. And again, Daniel is like, yeah. You know, kind of like that smart alley response, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just being a punk. He's just being a punk. And then um, Carmen suggests let's put the tables together. And of course, Johnny's like, no, 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 no. And Danny's like, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda agrees. So that right there, Amanda and Carmen are kind of, they see what's going on and they kind of non verbally just team up together to kind of get these guys to just settle it, man. Yeah. You know, that's good. The power exactly. of a woman. Exactly. Yep. And, um, and then, you know, of course, uh, the, you know, I just pretty much, that's all I wrote is basically like Daniel was being the antagonist. They're competing, going back and forth. And did you notice that they even sat diagonal to each other? So they like, they can look at each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just now noticed that, you know, when I was watching it. And uh, just how Carmen stand up. And, and, you know what? You know, yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because you figured you want the ladies to be on the same side. But mm-hmm. there's no way that Johnny wanted to sit next to Daniel or Daniel wanted to sit nope. next to him. So they they had to sit that way. You know, I mean, now I right. get it. But I didn't notice that till you just said that. So real quick, though, I like um, I like when uh, 
something about high school relationships or something that Carmen said. And Amanda was like, yeah, I felt uh, like I was with a different boy every week. And Johnny's laughing. <laughs> Johnny laughs. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then, uh, but this too, man, I want to point this out. So, you know, Daniel was happy, you know, he kind of said it very condescending, like, yeah, you know, when uh, Carmen said, yeah, I'm sorry that they broke up. He's like, yeah, me too. Very condescending, very jerky. But he's happy. Basically, he's happy that Miguel and Sam, you know, they did break up. But here's the thing. Throughout these first, you know, two seasons, Daniel's never had a conversation with Miguel. They've never had an interaction, man. And so (laughs) my thing is, why is he judging Miguel without really knowing him? Like what's, you know, that's, that's not Mr. Miyagi right there. Why would he judge Miguel? Because again, and we've covered this man extensively, Miguel hasn't done any of those bad things, man. You know, that um, Johnny did. And Johnny did. Yeah, exactly. So why would this guy, you know, judge him? Well, we know the answer, right? Because he's part of Cobra Kai, but there's so much more to Miguel. So that's one thing that I wanted to point out. So go ahead. One more thing just to add to what you just said. And, I don't know. Maybe it's just Daniel thinking that Miguel is just like Johnny was back then. Like, but again, he's never met him. He's never interacted with him. He just just judging him based on his past experience yeah. with Johnny. Yeah. So yeah, and like you said, that's not Miyagi Do. So exactly. So then, I mean, man, hopefully that changes. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully that changes, man, for sure. So then, you know, it goes back to the party. You know, and they're breakdancing. So they're doing that breakdancing <laughs> challenge. And again, Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai is what we see, right? And we see Nate, mm-hmm. you know, doing his little breakdancing moves. But, uh, right. uh, yeah, then Stingray, he arrived at the party, man. What did it tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, he brings an older woman to a, uh, basically a <laughs> well, teenager Stingray, party. Stingray's like probably 22, 23, you know? I exactly. Don't know. <laughs> and, um... Not to be judgmental, but yeah. I mean, the way she was dressed, bro, kind of gave me the impression that she made me like some type of escort or something. Shut up, really? I, I didn't even think <laughs> that, really. Gave, it just gave me that impression. I don't even know what the writers, but yeah, he okay. arrives okay. and um, he brings over like drinks. I think he's got like a sack or something and he places it down. So, and, so the and the girl, yeah, he, he says, what's up to Bert? He gives him high five and... Uh, <laughs> See, that's just funny, bro, because it's just, you know, the dude is like 25 years old, 30. You know, I know I said 22. He's somewhere in his 20s, man. And he's right. hanging out with these 15, 16 year old kids, man. So it's just, exactly. it's, what did she say? I thought we were going to your friend's party. He's Your like, these, these, these yeah. are my friends. <laughs> the parents are out of town. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just a comedic value scene yeah, right there, man. For sure. But yeah, just the idea of a 25, like, yeah, somebody in his 20s going at a teenager party, like, okay. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it, you know, it, it, it's different when like, let's say you're a 16 year old and you go to a party uh, full of 20 year olds. Like, okay, at that point you're, you're the cool kid because you're hanging out with older kids. But when you're like the only older person there, something's, mm-hmm. you know, something's up, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that, like you said, it's for comedic value, you know, right there. And then we see where Tori challenges Sam. You know? Oh, yeah. We see, we see that. Sorry's, uh, sorry. Tori's challenging Sam to a drinking game, and she's like, you know, something about not tea parties. And uh, it's just interesting, man. So that's going back to what you said earlier. Remember the, how the beginning started? Where well, here it is. You know, so it started with uh, the writers showcasing Tori and Sam. And now here we see where they're going to, you know, have this battle. What yeah, the first battle has been initiated. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote down to that. Okay. All right. <laughs> and, and, and Tori, man, she just, you know, she, you can tell she, her, her hate for Sam is just very, is stronger than 
Sam feelings towards her. I, I get that impression. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, because it's like every opportunity she gets, she wants to one up her. Tori, Tori. Yeah, but do you, you, if you think about it, I don't really. Yeah, it could have a little bit to do with Miguel, but I think it's more that Sam has grown up. You know, wealthy. She has a lot of Pretty things much, because yeah. she's always distant. She's always talking about Sam, you know, tea parties and having money and princess and all this, as opposed to yeah. Tori. We know that, you know, she comes from a different background, a rough background, right? Her mom, you know, getting fired from a job for, you know, for taking, you know, leftovers home. So, yeah, that's I think that's where the beef stems. It's like, hey, there's this little rich white girl, you know what I'm saying? And I'm this, you know, poor girl who's having to fight all my life. So, yeah that's where my hatred comes. So it's kind of like, I'm jealous of you because you have a better life than me. So, Right, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. take us to the next thing, man. That stood out to you. It's uh, the back at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, it's back at, with uh, Daniel, Amanda, and Johnny. So Johnny tells, uh, well, uh, I think Amanda asks Carmen, you know, hey, what do you do for a living? And uh, Carmen responds, she's an x-ray technician. And she's mm-hmm. like, I know what you do because I've seen the billboards. Yeah. You kick the competition. And Johnny, here's Johnny, man. He tells Daniel, you made a lot of money off that illegal kick. You're just jealous because I can get that my leg up that high. And Johnny's like, you want to go outside and yeah. <laughs> pretty much challenge, settle it? And then uh, the waitress arrives and they order food. And, you know, it's pretty, I guess, pretty specific orders that they give. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Dan- Daniel's like, you sure you don't want to write that down? Because that was a lot. Yeah. She, you know, it's pretty... Uh, the waitress definitely did not write it down. So that how she memorized all that because I think she only messed up on uh, Carmen's order. Yeah, pulpo asado. Uh, pulpo asado. Pulpo asado. Yeah, and um, so then yeah, the order comes out wrong, and both Johnny and Daniel they they agree. Yeah, you got to write it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, oh no no no. But Sorry, before that, yeah, you, you got ahead of yourself because uh, I got ahead of myself. My bad. Yeah. So yeah, Johnny ordering the the Palo tacos. The Palo tacos. Because yeah. <laughs> you can't say pollo. So Palo tacos. Exactly. What kind of tortillas? You know, it's either flour or corn, Johnny. But he wants hard shell. It's a hard shell with no green stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the. But, cool, uh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No. no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I got ahead of myself, and actually before that. Uh, Carmen and Amanda go to the ladies' room and they leave Johnny and Daniel alone. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay, this should be interesting. And my, I'm thinking when I watch this. And most of the time, yeah. right there, when you know, um, that's a that's a, like a woman thing, right? You know, I'm not trying to generalize all women, but by no means. But you know, it's mm-hmm. one of those things like, hey, do you want to go to the restroom together? You know, I would yeah. never ask another guy, hey, dude, I'm going to go to restroom. You want to come with me? You know, so that's kind exactly, of a kind yeah. of a woman thing. And I know in sociology, man, when we talk about gender and sex and sexuality, we discuss that because it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's OK for another woman that you barely met because they, they just met each other for the first time. Exactly. And Carmen has to go to the restroom and Amanda's like, OK, I'll go with you. But, you know, a guy for the most part, you know, most men, again, not trying to generalize, but most men wouldn't do that. So, uh but it was a setup. It was a setup to leave them alone. So then it goes back to uh, to the party, party. Where, where Stingray's drinking 40s. <laughs> He's got him duct taped to his hand. He's drinking 40s, though, dude. Like, what's the deal yeah. with that? Old English or something. I don't know. Uh, but we see Hawk and he's wanting Moon. You know, he sees Piper and he tells Mitch, you know, hey, you know what the best way to win a girl back? 
make her want what she can't have. So uh, he goes over there, tries to flirt with Piper, and then we realize that Piper is actually in a relationship with Moon. And Hawk is thinking, what the hell just Didn't expect it. Did not expect that, right? And Mm -hmm. I didn't even expect it either. You know, the first when I saw it, we didn't expect that either, you know. So the writers are bringing, you know, these, these relationships that it's not moon with another guy it's moon with a girl so what else did you get from from that little quick scene well just yeah basically to touch what you just said he didn't expect it he doesn't know how to handle it and okay. he looks devastated man he just when he walks away yeah <laughs> he just looks devastated basically because he wanted to get her back he, he was going to use piper to try and get to make moon jealous so that moon would want him back yeah but he basically Sorry to use this language, but he got CB'd, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And by, and, and by a chick at that point, you know, not even a dude, exactly. it's by, by a chick. So, yeah, he's probably thinking, what the hell just happened? So uh, then, dude, you know, take us to Daniel and Johnny alone because then it cuts back to the restaurant. And now they're alone because their dates are at the restroom. So what happens exactly. with that? So here... Daniel kind of starts off a conversation and to me, he's still kind of being a little bit of a jerk, man, you know, cause he he tells Johnny, I'm surprised to see you in a place like this. Very I condescending. Mean, I, exactly. Condescending. And, uh, Johnny's like, why do you think I ate out of a dumpster? Yeah. <laughs> that typical Johnny response. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Daniel goes, what is your problem? He's like, you LaRusso, you've been my major problem all summer. Major pain in and my ass. Pain, pain <laughs> in my ass. <laughs> he's like i'm just trying to run a business and and daniel again condescending he's like i didn't realize you were in the business of trashing dojos and then daniel hints that to johnny that if chris ever shows up and threatens him or his students that he's pressing charges johnny's surprised by this he didn't because you know what i don't think we mentioned it um when this episode occurred um johnny never found out that that's what chris did this is the first time he's hearing about it and um and Johnny uh, informs Daniel, hey, he's gone. He's not coming back. Um, I thought he could change, but uh, I was wrong. So I pushed him away. And I like Johnny right here, man. I want Cobra Kai to be better. Yeah. I didn't realize you were in the business of vandalizing dojos. I didn't know anything about that. I'm sure you're going to play dumb about that little stunted Valley Fest too, right? No, that was all me. You know, you and Chris are like two psychotic peas in a pod. You tell that lunatic, he ever shows up in my dojo again, threatens me and my students, I'm pressing charges. Wait, Chris did what? This shows up out of nowhere, spouting off some stuff about a war coming. You don't have to worry. Chris is gone, he's not coming back. Let me guess. He died again. I hope it was an open casket so you were able to check his pulse this time. Why would you even let this guy back in your life? Because I thought he could change. Turns out I was wrong, so I pushed him away. I want Cobra Kai to be better. That, that I was, love that. That was really good. I love that. And uh, just Daniel notices a change. So that's what I wrote down. And um, you kind of see them start to get along again, kind of like similar to season one. Yeah, you know, and like when they had the they had that homeboy scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because again, they start out, you know, being pissed and and just talking about, you know, hey, you know, you, you trashed my dojo and all this stuff, and he didn't know about it, and he then he didn't know about Crease and 
Uh, but I also like when he said, well, like that little thing at Valley Fest and Johnny was like, no, nah, that was all me. So that was all me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. But yeah, you know, let me go back to what you just said that you like when he said, I want Cobra Kai to be better. And I'll tell you the reason why I like that part is because in essence, Johnny is saying that he wants to be better, you know? And so the starting point of any endeavor, the starting point of any success is having that desire, having that want. And at that point, Daniel saw that, okay, this dude really wants to be better. This guy really wants Cobra Kai to be better. So yeah, like you said, he's noticing like, dang, you know, this is not the same Johnny Lawrence. So that's what I I wrote, man. That's, that's pretty cool that, you know, yeah, Cobra Kai wants to be better, but it's because Johnny himself wants to be better. So, but the catalyst that you said, right, the catalyst that really got them to, you know, have that homeboy scene, you know, like they did in season one was Robbie. Because the ladies come back, right? The ladies come back from the restroom and, uh, you know, he hears that, that Robbie's going to go back to school. And, you know, and that's, that's really what unites, you know, Johnny and Daniel, because they want the best for Robbie, man. You know, and obviously that's where the, the order, right? The lady brings the order, the waitress brings brings the order, order they get it wrong, right? Because Godman didn't want, you know, um, sour cream on her, on her, yeah, bulbul salad, whatever. And so that's where, that's the bonding moment. But before that, it was really robbing like, okay, look, we're, we're, we're connected because man, we, we, we have this interest in making sure that Robbie, you know, turns out to be good. So, but uh, yeah, I like that. The little white belt, you know, it's a rookie mistake. Or yeah, something white like that. belt. Yeah, yeah. A rookie mistake. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And just to add one last thing, man, you know, you see Johnny again, showing an example of being the bigger person. Cause in season one, once he found out that Daniel was training Robbie, that angered him, you know what I mean? And he pushed him and stuff like that. And he hears this again. Daniel is basically helping out his son on the right path. Now, old Johnny might have been just enraged because, you know, his hatred for Daniel. But he takes, you know, a good approach. And he's like, you know, uh, what does he say? Something like, um, you know, he didn't want him dropping out. He shouldn't be dropping out or something like that is what he said, I think. And so, yeah, you know, he, he, again, just more examples of him rising above the rivalry and just being the bigger person to look out for Robbie instead of himself. So. That's good, man. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't notice that, you know, more than anything, I noticed the sadness, right? Yeah. But, but yeah, too. yeah, even, even though he was sad, it was more like, well, man, at least Robbie's doing good. So I like that you pointed that out. You know, he didn't notice that. Um, yeah. He didn't, he didn't react like Johnny would have previously reacted but um, I think he's more more than anything. He's kind of like, OK, you know what? At least Robbie's doing good and he's not out there, you know, hanging out with those kids he was hanging out with and stealing and doing that stuff that we saw in right. season one, man. So, yeah. All right, man. So take us back to the party. This is where Hawking Dimitri, it, it goes back to Hawking Dimitri, right? Yeah. At Moon's party, Dimitri um, sits down next to Hawk and proceeds to talk to him. Um, he asks him about the Doctor Who. Hawk's like, I don't watch nerd shit. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but then he gets interested because of the, um, Dimitri mentioned something about a new Doctor, and um, she, and Hawk is like, really? There's a new Doctor? And um, and he's like, yeah, she's badass. It's a, so apparently it's a female Doctor. Yeah. And then um, it shows. I think it shows the camera pans to Piper and Moon kissing. And <laughs> he's still staring at them, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like ethically staring at them, yeah. man. He wants and, her, um, man. He wants her, dude. He wants Moon. Yeah. Or he, not only does he want her, but I think the fact that he 
basically can't accept defeat. Ah, like he exactly. he, he lost exactly. You know? He lost. Yeah. He got rejected. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> and um, so then Dimitri tries to give him advice. He doesn't realize that this isn't Eli. He, I think Dimitri is thinking this is Eli. He's speaking to. It's not Eli. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's not his homeboy from back in the He's day. He's got a different Hawk. mentality. Right. And so he he tells Hawk, she's move on, you know, um, and that's when Hawk replies, defeat does not exist in this dojo. Yeah. And then he tries to give him advice, something about finding inner peace <laughs> and health. <laughs> and um, Hawk says, there's, a, or no, Dimitri goes, there's that winning attitude that pushed her away. Yeah. And and uh, and then he talks about inner peace. Sorry, I got those no, uh, flip flop. And then so what Hawk does, man, he takes his beer and just spills it all over Dimitri, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's what I thought." Still a pussy or yeah. a wussy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, so again, I just wrote down Dimitri's naive that Hawk is like that. Hawk has changed that it's not Eli, man. Yeah. Dimitri should have known, man. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but he was trying to instill Miyagi Do wisdom into a Cobra Kai. And that's not going to happen, man. You know what nope. I'm saying? Like like you said, Eli is now Hawk. Hawk has this different mentality, has this different attitude. And so you're trying to instill what you're learning in Miyagi-Do into somebody who's like just filled with Cobra Kai. That's not going to happen, man. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we take it to the to where they're drinking, yeah. right? They're drinking Sam and Tori are drinking and. Man, they're taking shots of vodka, man. That was crazy. For real. <laughs> Taking shots of vodka yeah. and stuff. And uh, uh, did you notice when when Sam, when she got that shot of vodka, she focused and she kind of did like, you know. Uh, yeah. She focused like her um, dad, right? Something like yeah, a kata yeah. thing. And, and then she slammed the shot. And then, uh, hey, bro, you know whose fault that Tori lost? It's Stingray's. Because he said, Ooh. you got this, Tori. And then she fell down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But did you also notice, um, like, while Sam was kind of stumbling a little bit, yeah, you know, the camera panned to Miguel and or to Robbie first, and then to Miguel, and they're both like focused on her. Oh yeah, looking at her, worried, concerned for her, because before Sam walked in, Miguel was rooting it on for Tori because she beat (laughs) that one guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, I just took that down. I took that down is like they both care for Sam. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. And we're going to see that a little bit later, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Especially yeah. how Miguel. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was Stingray's fault, dude. I think that's, you know, <laughs> you got this story. And as soon as he, he said that, she fell down. Dude. He jinxed her, man. <laughs> he jinxed her for sure. So then uh, then he goes back to the restaurant, man, and uh, they're I laughing about. Oh, the blueberry pie on my shirt. Did you know that was a, a scene that was deleted in the original Karate Kid movie? So it never yes. made the final cut, but they're reminiscing about Daniel putting blueberry pie on, on Johnny's shirt. And Daniel was like, it's because you put it in my seat first or something like that, right? Maybe yeah. it backwards. But yeah, that was a, a scene that was in the original movie, but never made it to the final cut. So, But now you just see them having a good time, man. And again, right. I think that's why I like these last two episodes, because... In terms of lessons, you know, or dialogue that really just speaks to you and jumps out at you. I don't think I don't think I really got anything and maybe you did, but it was more like, hey, you know, they're just it's just a feel good episode. So now we see them having a good time. They're laughing. You know, they're mm-hmm. ordering another round. Last time I went four rounds with LaRusso, I caught a foot to my face and then they start dancing salsa, baby. You know, they're dancing salsa, yeah, man. So uh, take take us throughout that scene too. anything else you want to add to that? 
uh, well, it's just Carmen, or yeah, the, the salsa music part starts, and then Dan, Amanda wants to dance, so Daniel asks her to dance, and then Carmen makes Johnny. Johnny doesn't want to, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, Carmen says, uh, what did she say? Hold on, I'm sorry. Focus on me. Place. Focus on me, yeah. And then eyes up here. When you fight, do you look at your feet? Yeah. That's or you, you always look at the eyes, yeah. you know? Hey, that's so, Miyagi. Then, then John, did she say that? Did she say no, I always no, look I at the eyes? Well, yeah, that if is she Miyagi. said that, that's Miyagi. Eyes always Miyagi. look at eyes. Always look eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that, man. There it is, right but there. <laughs> but you see Johnny adapting, man. Again, we talked about adaptation, I think, in the last yeah. um, episode. And see, here he is. This is Johnny going out of his element, man. You you never would have thought Johnny's like what hardcore rock. <laughs> yeah, true, true that, true that. And now he's giving Sansa a try. Like you, bro. And Cosmo. Ah, yeah. <laughs> great times, man. Great, great, great times, man. Yeah, great times, man. <laughs> you spit a blueberry pie on my shirt. Well, that's because you put it on my chair first. No. See, he's leaving out the details. <laughs> oh, yeah. Should we get another round? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Last time I went four rounds with LaRusso, I caught a foot to my face. <laughs> <laughs> this dance. Oh, you're mad. No, 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 no. I'm not a dancer. I'll teach you. No, I'm not. I can be your self-assessment. Tell anyone you're dead. Of course you can dance. Don't worry about it. Focus on me. This is the basic sizes. Forward, together, back, together, forward, together, back, together. Ah, oh, damn it. Hey, eyes up here. When you're fighting someone, do you look at your feet? No. No. You always look in the eyes. So yeah, that was cool. I, I like it though. Uh, I just love the, the aspect of them using salsa music. That's more for because you know my Latino roots and stuff. So even the song mm-hmm. "Salsa Tan Linda," right, by Jesus Alejandro yeah. El Nino. So it was just again just a good time, and you see Johnny having a good time, and he's ordering more rounds. So man, hey, whenever good times, man, good vibes out there, just keep just keep it going, man. But then it cuts back to the back to the party, and Sam is still drinking, but. We, we hear from Aisha, man. So tell us about that. Aisha talking to Sam. Yeah, so Aisha approaches her and, um, you know, she tells her that she needs to be slow to slow down because she's been drinking mm-hmm. not only in the challenge, but she's pouring herself another drink, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And um, Sam responds, you're just mad because I kicked your friend's ass or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Aisha's like, no, we had. And no, Sam tells her that consider that payback for trashing our dojo that's what sam says and aisha right there says she had nothing to do with it that neither her miguel nor tori knew nothing about it and um and then she reveals that uh she reveals to sam that miguel returned the medal of honor that she gave it to robbie so sam is like kind of like no she kind of disagrees she's like no dimitri found it yeah and and Aisha's like, no, he went. To, Miguel went to your house and gave it to Robbie. Yeah. So Sam is kind of overwhelmed by the rel, uh, revelation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, kind of gets her thinking about Miguel, man. And she steps away, saying, "I need to get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. It's time to process this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this news, man. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. 
and and we'll get into what happens here pretty soon. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, she she's shocked, she's disappointed, and so she finally hears the truth. So again, a lot of stuff for her to to kind of you know make sense of because yeah, you know, obviously we saw at the beginning of the episode she's still thinking about Miguel, but she wants to believe that Miguel is this asshole, but he's not, you know, because he mm-hmm. returned the Medal of Honor, and then well. She's with Robbie, so she's kind of in a, you know, she's conflict. Yeah, she's conflicted, conflicted. man. Exactly, man. So then, you know, it takes us to uh, back to the restaurant, and they're leaving. And good little scene between Daniel and Johnny. You know, you know, yep. they just, you know, this again, they just had a good time, man. And and I like what he said. I always be Miyagi Do, and you always be Cobra Kai. But that doesn't mean we have to be at war. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so Johnny's like, "Hey, Chris is the only one who cares about yeah, war." But I like that, man, because. And one of the things that I wrote down, it, it's okay to, to hang out with people or be cool with people who have different philosophies than you, man. You know, not everybody yeah. has to think like you think. Not everybody has to have the same likes. I'm not saying you have to, you know, hang out with them all the time, man, but it's it's okay. And I think, you know, our society would be a lot better if we had that type of mentality where like, look, you don't have to believe like I believe, you know what I'm saying? But so much of now it's like, well, you need to believe like I believe, or you need to do this. Like, no, you don't, man. Like you can still be cool with people and not have the same beliefs. You know what I'm saying? As long as they don't affect me or my personal life or my family, then I have no problem with it. You know? So that's what I wrote down because there's, there's no need to be at war. There's no need to be like, well, my way is better. or My likes are better. or My philosophy is better. Like, nah, dude, like it's not about war you know we're not come on crease we're not trying to be creases out here man so what'd you get from that man no just basically yeah the competition doesn't mean war man you can compete that's what i took down but yeah i agree totally with what you said man i mean that's how we grow is when we learn and broaden our our thoughts and our mind and knowledge about uh, you know how other people think and not just be what is it stuck one way or tunnel vision to just think one certain way Exactly. Exactly, man. And so, yeah, just a cool scene, you know, and then they, they shake hands and, you know, Johnny has a better grip. (laughs) Yeah. Good grip. (laughs) Wish I could say the same. So finally, man, finally do check this out. I wrote this down. Finally, it seems like there's peace between Johnny and Daniel, but we know how that plays out. So next, man, uh, if you got anything else to add to that, but next you can take us to to Miguel. I just wanted to pretty much, I wrote down the same thing from that scene is you get a glimpse of peace between them two yeah just a glimpse yeah. of peace yeah. <laughs> so the lull i just wanted to yeah the lull yeah back to lull <laughs> <laughs> so then take us and, to miguel checking on sam dude i love that you hey go ahead man start it <laughs> off and i'll finish because i like that absolutely so so yeah sam had to, after speaking with aisha she said she needed some fresh air so she's sitting down on by the pool by herself um just kind of i guess grasping or coming to terms with what she just heard then Miguel approaches her again because he's worried. Yeah. He's worried about her. And um, and Sam kind of, I forgot what she said. She kind of turns him away, Yeah, you know? And then so Sam's like, or Miguel starts to kind of walk off. And then she stops him. She's like, Miguel, wait, yeah. you know? And she starts to apologize. And um, Miguel's kind of like, apologize for what? I like that. That was tied. Apologize for what? <laughs> you know, tell me, tell me, <laughs> you know? And she's like, she, I didn't know that you returned the Medal of Honor. And she thanks him for returning it, that it means a lot to her, to her family and to her. And uh, I like what Miguel says right here, man. It should have never been stolen. And I'm glad you got it back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then she 
she appears to walk towards him and she stumbles. Miguel catches her. And of course they kiss. They, kiss. they look, yeah. they look into each other's eyes. It's yeah. a total romantic scene. Yeah. And then they kiss and then they split apart and the camera right in the middle pans to Tori who just happened to see them yeah. do that. And that is going to play. I just wrote down, this is where the plot thickens. Yeah, yeah. That's what I wrote down from that scene. But yeah, Miguel did a good job on this scene man. he killed yeah. it. I liked it. That's a, yeah. that was a good shot too by the, yeah. by the director just to have that shot where you see, it's kind of like of a triangle too. Cause you have the two points, you have uh, mm-hmm. Miguel and Sam, and then you have the point where that unites them and that story. So it's the triangle. So even the way it's shot, it looks like a love triangle. So that's pretty cool. I like that about that. Miguel, wait. I'm sorry. For what? I didn't know you returned the medal. It was really important to my family and to me. So, thank you. Yeah, well. Shouldn't have gotten stolen in the first place, so I'm just glad you got it back. Me too. I wrote this down. Miguel was checking on Sam. Why wasn't he checking on Tori? Right. Seriously, why was he looking? Why did he go outside and and he was looking for Sam, checking on Sam? He wasn't checking on Tori, so... Miguel, you know, showing who he really loves, man, or who he really wants yep. to be with, man. So then, dude, it takes us to Dimitri, you know, pissing off Hawk and basically just talking a lot of trash and all these things, man. You know, Dimitri's not one of my favorite characters, but he just basically berates Hawk and Hawk gets pissed off and they're about to fight. Embarrasses him. Too, yeah, dude. embarrasses him, you know, and then they're about to fight and we see, again, Miyagi Do versus Cobra Kai, but the rumble doesn't happen. What does uh, Stingray say? I smell a rumble. But just as he rumble, says yeah. that, the cops come. And so we just see some, you know, a couple of moments of just fun stuff. The kids running away from the cops and Stingray trying to get away. Open but, up the screen door. Yeah, open up the screen door. <laughs> but he just messed up because he's, he's you know, duct taped his his 40s, his 40-ounce <laughs> models of, of old E, and he can't open it, man. So, uh, yeah, that's just a funny scene. Anything else with that? Just mainly that uh, Dimitri didn't think it through. Um, I wrote down he didn't think it through. All he thought about was getting back at Hawk, but he didn't realize, hey, you have to go back to school with this guy. You're going to run into him sooner or later, and you know Hawk is not going to let this go. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So that's all I took down. It's just that he didn't think it through, and he just wanted to get him back for thumping the beer on him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and then, you know, right there, you know, good point. It's like you knew that Hawk was going to get him back somehow. So again, right, it's just somehow. another another thing that's gonna. Hey, you, you, we need to be looking out for this because Hawk is gonna come back and he's gonna do something. So uh, the last scene, though, well, not the last scene of the episode, but the next scene that I want to talk about. I just love, you know, obviously, you know, Carmen and Johnny had a great time, and you know, she said this man, real simple, but she's like, "You look happy," and I was like, you "Of course, happy, yeah. of course, he does, man. He just had a great time. He just had good vibes with a beautiful woman. Who wouldn't be happy? Who wouldn't? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Who <laughs> wouldn't? Yeah, exactly, yeah, right. man. So, uh, but yeah, and then you know they kiss, and Johnny goes to his apartment, and he regrets not inviting her in his apartment, man. So then we hear the the knock, and Johnny mm-hmm. thinks it's her, right? But it's not. Right. It's Robbie and Sam. So that's how the episode ends, man. Pretty fun episode. What do you want to add to that that last scene? Just that last scene. What I wrote down is just Robbie, for the first time, seeks help from Johnny. 
you know, he, he's fun for the first time you see it. And, um, as a parent, man, you just, the, the, one of those things, one of the things I want to tie back to being parental, man, is one of the deals I want to have with my kids, if they're ever in a scenario, kind of like Sam's or in any scenario, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, call me, I, we're not going to deal with it right there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be, I mean, yeah, I'm probably gonna be pissed, but you know, I'm not going to be rage. We're not going to talk about it right there, but I just want to make sure you're home safe. Yeah. So I, 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 from a parent standpoint, Sam should have just called her parents, man. You For know sure. what I mean? Hey, come get me. Yeah. Or told Robbie, Hey, take me home. You exactly. Know? Yeah. But Hey, so, we, we, we needed that. We needed that plot twist, you know, so, the, right, so yeah. the story could progress, you know? And so like, like we talked about, you know, over text, like this, you know, these two episodes really just run together, you know, because right. I mean, this is going to serve as a catalyst to the next episode. So that's it, man, for episode nine pulpo, man. So, uh, any, any lessons from this again, not to me, it's just a fun episode. There's a couple things that, you know, that we already talked about in terms of, you know, you know, being, getting along with people, man, who may not think the same as you. And what, what else did you get? What else? As far as lessons, man, I know you talked about the last one about, you know, wanting your, your kids to have that that trust, you know, and confidence that they can come to you, you know, through whatever situation. But what else do you got? Well, the two that I just I just wrote down two small ones, man. Uh, one, I, I'm going to tie back to Robbie's mom, you know, admission, the first step to, to the road to recovery. Okay. So her admitting she had a problem and wanting to do it right by by Robbie, not just for her, but for Robbie. OK, so. I took down that one, and the other one I just took down, man. Um, this competition doesn't mean war, yeah. you know. Like, you, and that's back to Daniel and Johnny. How, yeah, they can coexist and compete against each other, but it's not war. You know, it doesn't have to be war. Okay, to, where somebody has to be what destroyed. For sure, you know I mean? for sure, exactly. So yeah, okay. Those are the, yeah the two I wrote down. Okay, and and to me, I just want to, again just reiterate what I said earlier. You know, just having the desire to be better. That's good, man. And especially as we enter a new year, man, you know, people are always like, hey, new year, new me, all this stuff. And and it's good because everything starts with a desire, man. And so Johnny wanting to be better, wanting Cobra Kai to be better. You got to have that desire. You got to have that want. That's kind of the starting point to get to where you want to be, you know. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there, man. So, all right, brother, let's do top five, top five characters for this episode. I'm going to start off with uh, Robbie's mom. Just, you know, that scene was pretty, pretty powerful, man. I mean, I've never had to deal with addiction, but I mean, I'm assuming that's, that should be the model example of how to, you know, turn things around. Okay. Got to go with Carmen, man, how she would stand up at the table. And even though she knew that Daniel and Johnny had beef, she still tried to, you know, make peace and be the, what is it? Wow. What's the word? The moderator, not yeah. moderator, mediator, right? Mediator, that's mediator. what it is. Yeah. And and she got them, you know, she got them to change their ways. You yeah. know what I mean? So I for like sure. Carmen for that. Of course, I like Johnny Man. You know how again he's the MJ and how he's just, you know, one of the ones that stood out was number one, uh, the Robbie. When we talked about the scene with when they talk when they're talking about Robbie, how about how he's enrolled in West Valley? Yeah, and how he's like, you know, okay you know, Robbie deserves it or, you know, he's too good. Uh, what, what, I don't know, that was Daniel who said that he's too good to, or he's no, too smart. Uh, he said he's too smart. Too smart. So. He yeah. says too smart, right. To drop out. That's what he said. And then, um, 
I'll even gave Daniel a little bit just because he's, he was being a jerk, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, but at the end, you know, he noticed the change in Johnny and, you know, they had a good time. Okay. And, um, and I guess I'll, I'll have to go. That was four, right? That's four. Yeah. I'll go with the man. Yeah. I'll go with Amanda. She also contributed to the, you know, at the restaurant, which is probably my favorite scene. <laughs> them okay. at the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold, hold on yeah. to your favorite scene though. Uh, all right, man. I have to throw, I have to throw in Miguel in there, man. So I'm, I'll, I'll boot out, oh, yeah. I'll boot out Robbie's mom. That, that was pretty cool. But I, you know what, you know that, no, I love your reasoning for that, but I mm-hmm. like Miguel throughout the whole episode. Um, and again, you know, I got to throw Stingray in there somehow. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Stingray just for his comedic value, you know what I'm saying? But the kids, you know, for the most part, did great. Hawk did great. You know what I'm saying? He did a good job. And, you know, even Dimitri, you know, he played his role as an annoying, you he know, 16 role, yeah. year old kid. So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. You know, there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely Johnny in there and, and Daniel as well. And Carmen, you know, I got to give it up to Carmen because you're right. She did play that role well. And she did, you know, unite these two two men, right? Who were just they just been at war with each other, man. So we'll go there, man. All right, bro. So let's do this, man. So the scene that your favorite scene, you're like, yo, I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm just gonna rewind it because I just love this scene. What scene is that? It's the one with they're when they're at the restaurant when they're having a good time and then the salsa music starts playing, you know. Because yeah. again, to kind of tie it back, Carmen said at the end, you look happy. You saw Johnny happy yeah. without it involving fighting, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to tie that scene. You okay. know, the, I mean, the whole restaurant scenes were good. But yeah. They all fit together. But yeah, that one in particular, because they're laughing, having a good time, good vibes, like you said. Yeah. Attractive woman. Yeah. You know, and then La Musica. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you there, bro. I'm going to go. I'm going to go there. You know, uh, yeah, that was a pretty cool ass scene, man. Just uh yeah, dude, it just seems like it's just good times, you know, and that's what you want, man. You know, you go on a date, you just exactly. want to have good times. You don't want to have any negative vibes. So I'm with you on that one, bro. I agree with you on that one. So what about dialogue or, or, or a line from this episode that just, you know, stood out to you? The one that stood out was uh, Johnny and Daniel outside the restaurant when they say I'll always, when I think you pointed it out, it's like I'll always be Miyagi-Do and you'll always be Cobra Kai. That doesn't mean we have to be at war, right? Crease is the one who cares why war's not me. So I just like that. Yeah, that's cool. Dang, and then we're, we're there because that's, I'm going to go there too, man. I was trying to look at right now and see what else can I say differently, but nah, that's it. You're right. I'm, I'm good with that too, but it ties into yeah. what my bad dude, I cut you off. No, no, no. That, that was basically it. I was just reentering. Yeah. And it's just kind of like that moment where, you know what? We're different, but we're not at war. Exactly. We don't have to, we don't have to be at war. All right. So, all right, man. Well, hey, that about wraps it up for episode nine, Pulpo. So we're going to get into episode 10 here in a bit. 